in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good evening. I want to welcome you to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson. I'm your host. And uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout-out to Princess Cooper and to all the hosts that were on the air today. Hope you had a great show and uh, having great shows is coming up even after me. Today, I have a special guest with me. Um, You probably, if you've listened to me at any point in time, uh, you may have caught um, this young lady and her husband, Sharitha Reed and David Reed. They've been on the show numerous times, and uh, today we're going to be talking about expanding your boundaries. Um, so if you have someone that's just kind of stuck and uh, ready to kind of push forward and do uh, greater with their lives, today's show might be a place uh, that you want to tune into. So um, without further delay, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring Sharitha right on in. We're going to just start talking about what it looks like and how it feels when your boundaries have not been expanded, when you're basically living your life in this box. And uh, before I pass the mic, um, I want to speak this to someone uh, that may, that is listening, not maybe listening, that is listening, that it is not too late. You can choose to change your life and change the flow of things in your life. You can grab hold of that business idea. I know the next thing that comes out of your mouth, I don't have the resources. When you change the way you think, money will come to you. Doors will open. Opportunities will present themselves. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, right now, let's just talk about, you know, when identifying that moment when you know it's time to shift. It's either shift or die. Shift or die. Sharitha? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, I think identifying, I think um, maybe one of the key things that will help you identify is frustration um, or, or, or this frustration and then this this desire or this hunger or this thought that maybe there's more uh, to me than what I'm doing. Um, 
And, and it's not that you, you may find yourself, you may be in a successful place or your business may be going okay, but there's still something um, greater. It, it feels like that there's something greater, something more that you should be doing. Um, and then sometimes you may feel stuck. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm in this mundane cycle. I've been doing this for five years, 10 years. Right. Um, and, and, and then you're wondering like, okay, well, what else is there or how, how can I expand? How can I um, do something different? I, my husband and I were talking about this one time. And um, when you talk about expanding your boundaries, how can you do that? Um, he told me a, gave me an example when his grandfather they used to build fences and the customer would come out and say, Hey, we want to, we have this old fence up. There's nothing really wrong with it. Nothing really wrong with it, but we want to um, uh, expand the boundaries of our, of our, of our fence line. And he said, the first thing that you have to do is you have to tear down the old fence, tear down the old fence and dig up all the posts. And sometimes those posts, or, or in the ground with cement. Come on. Um, and he was like, so sometimes you may can just go and pull it up, but other times you have to go um, and dig all the way down to the bottom of where that now, cement is. Hold that, hold that. Mm-hmm. Now, moving the boundary mm-hmm. is not something that's always just easy. Mm-hmm. You're saying that. You're saying like the posts that hold the thing mm-hmm. in place, mm-hmm. some of them have concrete yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. So it's going to take some real yeah. work to just move the boundary. But when your mind is made up yeah. to expand, like yeah. the guy that uh, is asking for the help right. to move the boundary, yeah. he's not even concerned about how difficult it is no, he's to move it. Yeah. He, has just, he has either made up his mind or an mm-hmm. opportunity presented itself mm-hmm. to where he can gain more territory. Absolutely. And so he's not saying, you know what, that it's too heavy uh-huh. or it's, it, it, the posts are too far in the ground. Exactly. He's not even concerned with that. No. He's concerned with the fence line needs to be moved. Yep. Who can help me get that done? Absolutely. Not The option not to do it. There you go. Never even comes That's up. it. That's it. And and I think, um, and it's not that it's not challenging or maybe difficult or, or stressful, but I think the desire and the uh, – the passion to want to expand uh-huh. is far greater than um, the stresses of trying to uh, tear down the old fence or move it out. Now, you guys have uh, your business owner, mm-hmm. and uh, you've had to take a few big leaps. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of the things that you would say hinders most people from expanding? Their boundaries. Like, I'm just going to stick to this. Because y'all did have a smaller business. Mm-hmm. Then it expanded to a larger business, mm-hmm. doing larger, you know, deals, yep. deals mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, what is one of the things that that tends to get in the way that keeps people from expanding their boundaries? And we're not even talking about education. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, intimidation. Yeah, come on. Intimidation. Um, like, am I, should I, do I have the right to be there in you this go. room? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and you, you're all excited about it. The idea of expanding sounds good. It, um, it, you get excited about it. And, and But when you actually get out there and you start dealing and interacting or, interacting or partnering with other people that may have been in it a little longer, mm-hmm. um, just the, the place of fear or intimidation um, begins to dissipate. Begins to, it act, no, it actually kind of comes in, and it it, it can create uh, this hindrance because you're feeling inferior. Like, oh, wow. what if I don't know enough to 
expand in a greater Even way. Even when you have someone working with you? Or is it just when you're around others who've been doing it? It's when you're around others oh, that have been doing it. Right. Um, and I think if you can stick it out past that, uh-huh. it doesn't last always. It's just like the initial part. If you can stick it what, out past that. What kept that. you from quitting? What kept y'all from quitting when you would enter into those rooms? And I know it wasn't just monetary game. No. What was it that made you quit? Well, first, let's go back. What made you shift and say it's time to expand our boundaries? The desire for something greater. The desire for something um, greater. To do more than what we've seen done. Um, mm-hmm. His father's always been in business, mm-hmm. not on a large scale, just uh-huh. small. And he was okay with that, and that's fine. But the desire to impact more, to, to kind of spread your wings and, and um, not just stay in one niche. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are so many opportunities out there that we either, one, don't know about, or two, we're too afraid to do it. Right. So um, just, you, is it safe to say that most people, when they see, they're so afraid to look beyond yeah. where they are. Yeah. That they just make themselves comfortable, absolutely, in that that old place, absolutely, in that safe box. Yeah, but the thing that they're really looking for, that they really want to create when it first started, <laughs> yeah. is beyond the parameters of where they are. Yeah, you agree with that? Absolutely. That the the place where you start is it's just that. It's a start. It's a start. Oh my! I, I shouldn't stay there. I should always look to. Uh, expand, look to innovate, look for more opportunities. Um, and, and again, it, it's easier to say it. It sounds good when you say it, but um, jumping out there, stepping out there to do it um, is a little fearful. But I think the thing that did make us quit was, one, the desire to want to do something greater. And then, two, we, we both have this idea of, of, of setting this bar or this um, platform for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that that when they come in at the place where we'll leave, mm-hmm. it'll be far greater or higher than where you guys it, started. Where, where we started uh-huh. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing we could say that you need to really address is the real desire mm-hmm. to do greater. Mm-hmm. I think we all have that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the difference between the doers and the talkers are the ones <laughs> that are not afraid mm-hmm. to challenge them and be afraid. Yeah. Because fear is a very vital part of the movement. I agree. I think that when you are afraid, it is announcing to the world that you have shown up somewhere. (laughs) You don't have a clue what you're doing. But you are fighting to stay in that room. Mm -hmm. You're fighting to stay on that platform. Mm -hmm. You're fighting to to, uh, obtain whatever... Mm -hmm. Second level of greatness, yeah. You know, in your call, your yeah, gift, absolutely. your whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that one. Yeah. Um, I'm a senior pastor, and and it wasn't until I had like uh, one of my members is a uh, was a um uh, a a business owner, mm-hmm. multi millionaire business owner, mm-hmm. and he started saying to me that the church was my business. Mm-hmm. And I kept rejecting it because I didn't want to take that responsibility <laughs> of it being my business. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, no, that's God's business. Right, I'm like, right. no, it's God's business, <laughs> but it's your business operating, running God's business. Yeah. And uh, so this past year to make some decisions to take a bigger leap. I yeah. heard God, yeah. but I saw no evidence <laughs> right. of how in the world yeah. this could ever work mm-hmm. out. I think that's like um, – 
in any whatever, whether it's God initiating mm-hmm. you to move, which he should be, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Um, and uh, whatever you lean into, you need to hear somebody. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> right. You don't have to have the evidence yeah. of it showing, but you need to be led. Yeah. And hopefully it's by a, a righteous right, God, right? right? A wise person. A wise God. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That knows all and yeah. can lead you and guide you. Yeah. And uh, and then you're going to have to take some steps mm-hmm. that look like you're going to fall, mm-hmm. that look like it's unobtainable. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm telling you, when for a long time, when we shifted the ministry, we're actually uh, creating a whole new ministry. Mm-hmm. Really, it's truer. And that, can I just say this? Mm-hmm. Our start is not, it is just a start, yeah. like what you said. Yeah. The vision of what we saw mm-hmm. when we were to expand our boundaries mm-hmm. is is the that's that's the truest form of mm-hmm. itself. Yes, it's like beyond where I am. I'm like just putting the gas in the tank. Right, but it has nothing to do with the ride until I crank the car up and then I take off. Yeah, and so with this, it's like um, when you begin to expand your boundaries, you're so afraid mm-hmm. that you're going to blow up that, like I said earlier, we'll make ourselves comfortable right. in this small place mm-hmm. uh, because we don't want to be afraid. We know how to maneuver it in this place. Correct. When you go into the next place, um, you know, in the church, you know, we spiritual, you know, right, we right. do that thing like on another level, uh-huh. it's a new devil, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. And when you default the devil for dust, you know, you, you 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 sometimes you say, you know, I don't want to be challenged at that level again. I want to make this X amount of money. Yep. I don't want to risk losing it all. Yep. I don't want to, you know, I, I'm comfortable here. Yep. I'm just going to stay right here and I'm going to mm-hmm. post on in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some people can get away with that. Yeah. And just all right, we're just never shifting. Right. But when there is something that you saw that you really want to get after, mm-hmm. you will learn how to press your yeah. fence line yeah. out to point. One thing that the Lord showed me was when you expand your fence line, it shouldn't be expanded to where you can see where the fence uh, line yeah. is. You know yeah. how like when you own property and it's a bunch of hills, we're in Texas, so yeah. there's a lot of cattle and, you know, fence line for us to look at, right? Horses, uh-huh. and, you know, some people with exotic animals. Um, but you can't see the end of every fence line. Yeah. It turns and it's so far away from where you're standing. Yeah. You just gotta trust that your fence line is up, mm-hmm. and but and know that everything in between you and there belongs to you. Yeah, that's if you can grasp that's that true. if you allow God or or you make up your mind, I'm gonna push my fence line. Yeah, whether it, it might just take place in your mind mm-hmm. that I'm gonna build my fence line at a place where I can't always see where it is, it. but I have to confidently know. That everything in between there and where I stand, it belongs to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you take on that mentality mm-hmm. and you come out from the place of that I cannot do it, mm-hmm. um, man, you're going to see some amazing things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, you mentioned uh, the mindset, and that's one of the things my husband and I have been talking about. Uh, as a matter of fact, I told him this week, uh, I, as a matter of fact, I told him this week, I said, most times or most of the time um, for probably about the last 10, 12 years, I always thought, if okay, if you had the money, mm-hmm. you know, you always think, well, if I just had the money, I could start the business. If I just had 
enough money. No. I can start it, right? No. And I told it him. It starts when you don't have any. It starts exactly when you don't right. have any. And I told him, I was like, on this side, mm-hmm. um, um, it's, it's not the money at all mm-hmm. that you need. It's the right, right mindset. Mind, it's the it? right perception, the right yeah. perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in, there's a scripture that talks about writing a vision and making it plain. Right. Um, if, if I write the vision of what I see and then uh, create a mindset uh-huh. uh, and, and goals to achieve that, right. it's like you said earlier, if I have the right mindset, then the money will come. Yeah, it will. Yeah, yeah. It, it, my mindset will draw it in because I know one of the things, uh, and, and I read it all the time, I've read um, like stories about successful guys, and, and one of the things that they said is don't do it for the money. Uh-uh. Well, that really doesn't make sense because you're like, I'm I'm starting a business. To no, make but money. I get it because when you don't have any money, yeah, you want to quit. Yeah, you got to ride it out until the money starts coming in. If you, because if not, and I've done this before because I've had like a couple little businesses mm-hmm. on my own. Uh-huh. You spend that first little bit to come in, and, and then you're like feeling <laughs> some kind of way. We got to pay like the building, you right? Know? Exactly. Hey, look, we're gonna take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. Special guests, Sharifa Reed and David Reed. Back in a moment. Never Had It So Good 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshay, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio, Sky Wonders with Unmuted, your voice matters. Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally. Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington. The Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. Been There, Done That with Cindy Smith. Pave Your Way to Success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually Reincarnated with Gilbert Sines. In times like these with Benita Coney, Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D and Travis McGee, Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Nick Emerson, Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson, Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson, Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson, Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson, and It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here on Never Had It So Good 101.1, the world's radio station. Spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. And Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally. Pastor Warren Sally and Benita Coney. Gospel 107 
every Sunday on Never Had It So Good 101.1. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. We are here today with my special guests. Uh, Sharitha Reed and David Reed. If you've ever listened to me, you probably have caught them or listened to me more than once. Probably caught them on the air with me. Um, today we are discussing expanding your boundaries, uh, helping some individuals to get from out of a place of that small box mm-hmm. and into another room. And uh, before we went on the break, we were talking about the things that hinder us, and she was sharing a story. That I want you to repeat quickly um, uh, about when you said your father-in-law uh, said someone hired him to expand their boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we talked about one of the, the first thing that you had to do before you could go expand your boundaries was tear down the old fence. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Tear make down rooms, make it room. do something yeah. greater. Absolutely. And uh, that some parts of tearing it down is easy, pull the post up out the ground and roll everything up. But then there are some posts that are cemented. Mm-hmm. In the ground, and we and we talked about. Now, hang on one second. The posts that are cemented in the ground, I would be, I would like to say those are that's unbelief. Yeah, that those are yeah. things that I have seen others fail in mm-hmm. the place where I want to go. Yeah, and good. and I can't see myself doing that's greater. Good. It's the cemented posts are people that have told that's you good. over and over again. You know, maybe you should take another route. You should do it differently. Mm-hmm. That's those posts. Yeah. Because those posts become a part of you. Oh, yeah. See, that's a three-minute post and a post that's just stuck in the dirt, it's either one that's in the dirt, it's easily removed. Uh-huh. But one that's cemented in, it's going to take something to get it out. That's good. Go ahead. It, absolutely. And and in those cases, they have a machine um, that has a, a drill bit at the end of it, and the uh, the operator has to actually get in and drill around it to get down. Um, either one, get down to the bottom of where the cement stops and pull it up, mm-hmm. or you go and you break it up. You break up the cemented block, mm-hmm. um, and then and then allow then that allows it to be um, removed. And so, um, and so, what would that require? That would require. Um, uh, a little bit more physical activity, a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more strenuous to get down there and break that rock up. But mm-hmm. as uh, I love that, you said it, it takes a little bit more. It takes a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, a yeah. little bit more split. Right. Um, and you have bit, to be willing. Yeah. You have to be willing to do it. Absolutely. You have to be willing to do it. Absolutely. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and, I'm and, a little excited. No, I, I'm, I'm extending my, my boundaries. Right, right. I'm in a season of stretching. You know, like, <laughs> Come on, world! Let's stretch together. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, well, what does that look like? If it's a if if my cement is a person or something spoken to me, then I actually I'm facing right. the, the the truth of that, which mm-hmm. is saying I'm not a failure. Right. You know, I can do this. Maybe right. I don't have a degree, or maybe I don't um, have all the resources, right. or, or I didn't start on the side right. of the track to where I'm handed the opportunity to be successful. You know what? It too is something that. And it really, and I can't take ownership of it. I got to give it to Cheryl Brady. Uh-huh. When she's talking about it, she said, you know, the room will fill with liars mm-hmm. because when you can't get there, mm-hmm. you just fake like you've been there yeah. or that you've acquired whatever it is you're trying to get yeah. to. 
Yeah. And when you're like that, this is just a thought that came to me. Mm-hmm. Then that's another way of getting locked into a place. That's true. Because how do you start when you said you've already arrived? Ah, that's good. How do you start when you said you've already arrived? Wow. Yeah. I had, um, there were, uh, there was someone that wanted to give me, I was working on my own, working on my doctor for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Starting and stopping. <laughs> but I was acknowledged and was uh, to be given a uh, honorary doctor. Okay. And I had a hard time getting it because I had not fulfilled the other one. So I didn't want to look like I had something that I didn't work for. Well, what others are saying, but you did. The whole reason why they want to honor you is that inside of me, Mm -hmm. I was like, Okay, I need to take a class or something with them before they do. I need to, like, you know, yeah. can, I, can I give you a resume? They're like, we already watched. We already we, watched. We've seen. We know what you're doing. Wow. Yeah, but can I, like, you know, because it's like I don't, I want to be able to say, you know what? I did that. I did that. And it impacts yeah. people's lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. Um, so my point was, you know, stop all that fake it till you make it. Yeah. Because sometimes you fake it so well, you, you create this picture of where you want to go mm-hmm. or where you already are, mm-hmm. when in actuality it's where you want to go. Where you and be. so what the enemy does, he'll talk you out of mm-hmm. straining to get there because you know already told a lie like you're already there. Yeah. And so what you have to do is tear that down, dismantle that. Yeah. People appreciate knowing you don't know nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's okay. And then yeah. watching you show up in places. It My is. husband and I had a friend who was. I mean, if he he was close, he, he was a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. If he was close to closer to being a billionaire, wow. and uh, let me tell you something, he grew up in uh, in like juvie. Right? So he was like <laughs> a bad kid. He quit school like eighth grade. Oh wow! Um, but he used the creativity that he had, mm. and he initially started working for someone. They helped him to develop a trade. Well, not quite like McDonald's. <laughs> to develop a trade. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not we're not beating up on McDonald's. I Love saw that movie yeah. today. It kind of blew my mind. Yeah. And so, um, but uh, so he taught him a trade. The next thing you know, he took what he had learned mm-hmm. and he expanded that. And he started purchasing companies Come on. that were failing. He buy them out, make them successful, wow. then sell them off. Wow. Sell them off. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Eighth and that, grade. And he did with an eighth grade education. Come on. Straight out of juvie. Right. Was like a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like didn't do right not a day in his life when he was younger. <laughs> and uh, but became aware that mm-hmm. he could go beyond yeah. where he was. That's it. See, some people, they'll, they'll live out the label mm. that people have placed on them. That's good. When in actuality... There's so much more. Today uh, in church, and I share with you guys, you know, I, I pastor. Um, today in church, I was sharing, like, how uh, when God changes your name, mm-hmm. there is something very critical, life-changing. Yeah. You'll never be the person that you were before. And maybe in your mind, maybe you need to stop going by Pookie. Maybe you need to stop going by yeah. 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 Maybe you need to stop going because that person was someone else. Now, I'm not saying you can't be that with your homeboys, but maybe you need to shift and come out of the mindset of being that. That's good. Because whether you know it or not, our names drive our destiny. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was standing in my kitchen uh, last week, and I said, girl, you got to get on with it. Your first name means queenly, yeah. and your your second name is queen-like, wow. Regina Antoinette. Wow. And so it's like, okay, I don't think that was accidental that no. God did that. No. I mean, I'm not running around trying to give, you know, be served. <laughs> I mean, my kids might say something different, and so my husband. But, uh, which is so funny, because even when I was growing up, it's so weird. I felt like that I was supposed to be really wealthy. God has blessed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been up and down. I've been in the mile to the end about it. Uh, but that I, I was like, in my mind, when I'm reading that, I felt like royalty. And I could see, like, you know, like all of these people servicing me. And that, like, as a small kid. So I try to live it out with my children. It's, it's working. It's working. It's working. So anyway, yeah. uh, okay. So moving, moving along. Mm-hmm. Just joking, but but uh, those things are the cement, cemented mm-hmm. uh, posts that have to be dug up. Yeah. What people know me as. Yep. And and refuse to see me as different. Uh-huh. I'll give you an example of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people when I became, you know, because I wasn't saved always. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasn't serving the Lord always. I, that, that is not my testimony. No. I came out my mother's room and I gave it a shout. <laughs> you know, it just kept on running for Jesus. Oh, so that's right. That was not the case. Um, you know, I, I I lived like probably you know ninety nine percent of most Christians who didn't knew the Lord at yeah. some point in time drifted away drifted and away. just lived their own life. Yeah. Uh, but when I did change. Mm-hmm. The thing that I was confronted with, when my boundary got pushed out by uh-huh. God, what I was confronted with, people that did not want to accept the change. Mm-hmm. So I had one group that recognized me as who I am today. Another group would hear them calling me, you know, pastor mm-hmm. or one of God or, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, jokingly bishop or whatever. Right, you know? right. uh, they would hear them <laughs> saying that. And they would make sure they would always address me my first name. Wow. They would say, oh, hey, Regina. Wow. Oh, Reg-. And I could tell by the way they were saying it that they were not going to acknowledge Knowledge. that shift in my life. That's good. That's yeah. good. So when you are, when you want it, when you want it, yeah. Les Brown says, you got to get hungry, hungry. for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and I think really he got that from Vincent Peale. Was that, you know you have to be hungry. Yeah. yeah. You you got to say you know what I cannot settle yeah. for being in this place. Yeah. I know I was created for greater. Come on. I know there is something more attached to my life yeah. than what I'm living. Yeah. And then the mere thought of it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. I remember I would have visions when I was younger in when I just started out preaching. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I would see other women preaching like on the floor. And it's specifically Juanita Bottom. I would see her like on the floor. And because I knew God was opening up some greater platforms for me, when I would watch her, because it was so real in my life mm-hmm. where God has taken me and mm-hmm. it, and, and it has, yeah. uh, not to the level what he showed me, mm-hmm. because I knew that was a part of my destiny, I could not even watch her. When she come off that platform, it wasn't her. It had nothing to do with her gift. Anointed, and I'm not taking anything away from the woman of right, God. Right. You will get saved every time every you hear time. Woman <laughs> yeah. Right? You will give your life oh, to yeah. Jesus. Oh, it yeah. is going to be for real. Yeah. It's not Absolutely. in crime. <laughs> but, um, but 
but it was it was watching her. I knew I was headed somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be at your job and can't hardly watch your boss yeah. because you know you're headed there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You'll be in somebody else's company mm-hmm. and you are so uncomfortable and just scared. Right. Like they're gonna ask you to run it. They're gonna pass the ball and even right. you're like, oh, don't call yeah, on me. Right, don't right. worry, I'm not gonna call <laughs> you. <laughs> so I will watch her. I will watch her. You know, on uh, on television or whatever, and be like, my heart will be racing. racing. Like she's gonna turn to the camera and go. Yeah, Regina. Regina. <laughs> I'm just going to take it right now. <laughs> I'm not even in the room, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I would just be like, <laughs> because I think my destiny is attached yeah. not to her. But that's a glimpse into oh, my yeah. own future. Yeah, absolutely. And so everything that I need to do and accomplish, I have to work at it mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And push the boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Not even myself, but ask God to make me a viable candidate yeah. for his glory, yeah. that he can move the boundaries, yeah. expand Absolutely. my territory yeah. Yeah. So that for you, yeah. for you, oh, yeah. for you. Absolutely. This ain't getting a job done. It's not a good representation of a of a God who is the King of kings yeah. and the Lord of lords. Amen. I'm on his team. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, we're going to take another break, but we will be back in a little bit. If you're listening, hang out with us. Go get somebody else to plug in because God's got plans for your life. Be right back. I need It's you 
Pushing back the boundaries in your life, expanding, giving yourself room to not only grow but to grab hold of the things that you have been afraid of grabbing hold of. Um, the first session of the show, um, Sharitha Reed was with us and uh, was sharing some of the things that uh, we should do in order to be able to move forward. Here in the second uh, segment of the show, her husband is here. Uh, David Reed, welcome. Thank you. For those that are still listening, like, mm, that does not sound like that lady that was on. <laughs> right. So thank you so much 
for jumping in on this second leg. And uh, we were talking about expanding those boundaries for growth. Now, Sharitha, she shared about y'all having your own business. Yes. And it going from level to level. Yes. Um, but we didn't go into too much detail, but she was telling the story about your grandfather moving someone's uh, fence line. Yes. Boundaries yes. Or you had shared with her. I want to ask you, because you are, uh, your family was in business. Yes. You grew up in a family that owned their own business. Yes, ma'am. But when you started, you desired something even greater than what you saw with your grandparents. Yes. And your dad. What made you take? How how did you say, okay, this is fine, This and it's a good business. We can just stay right here, right? Mm-hmm. What made you, what, what was that thing, someone's listening and needs to know, that, that thing that pushed you out the door, off the porch, um, out the plane? <laughs> well, I think, the, well, first of all, let me give a shout out to my pastor because my pastor was uh, one of the uh, voices that helped push me out. And, uh, but I just, uh, I, I'm just, I would say, um, I had to rec- – the first thing I had to recognize is our vision was different, and I was getting frustrated. I was getting angry. I was getting mad. I was getting upset, and then one day, the Lord just clearly showed me that we had two different visions. Uh, they Their vision was different from mine, but uh, one of the biggest things is – okay, know hold on one second. You have a vision for business, mm-hmm. but your business, their vision was different from different theirs. Different from theirs, correct. Okay, so you're going to have to step out in a direction that you have – no, no, no clue. No idea. Well, that's what I'm talking about. What made you do that? And, and that person is sitting at home, their whole family of doctors, and they want to be a lawyer. You know what? The whole family over here, like. To be honest with you, I, I just said I'm going to do it. Okay. That's it. I made up my mind. Right. That no matter what. Right. I am going to do it. I'm just going to step out. I'm going to do it. And that was it. I made it. I made a decision to do it. That's it. In the first segment of the show, we said the fear is a very much. It's very much oh, yes. a part of oh, yes. that movement. Oh yes. Softer's oh my lord, fear. Uh, um, I mean, I, I can remember not sleeping that night. I can remember uh, sick at times. Uh, but really, fear was. It. It, it, it was. Yeah, it was real. <laughs> I want to say it was something else. I want to say something else. No, it was real. It was was very real. I mean, every step of the way. And and you're a believer. I am. You're one of those people that say, cast your cares upon the Lord. For he cares for you, right? For you. For you. And he did not give me a spirit of fear. You were saying that every day? All day. All day, every day. Right. Yes, it became my motto. Yes. Literally, I had to. I really. I think I'm trying to see. How did I really? I don't even know. I think okay. I'm trying not to go scriptural, but I can't because no, I, that was the only way it worked for me. Uh, because literally, I had to stand on that on that word that God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And then I had to. Uh, God reminded me in the process of that to not despise, not despise small beginnings. Uh-huh. But one of the major lessons that I had to learn was I could not I could not uh, uh, look across the fence, per se. So I couldn't look at and say, well, these people are doing this, they're doing this, but I'm right here. Are they starting? Is that one of the places that you've seen many young, new business owners? Yes, absolutely. They get hindered absolutely. by seeing and trying to absolutely. grasp 
holes of what they see somebody else Absolutely. that's been in business for years. I just had that situation um, because this this year we started into new construction, and and I've, I've shared with you before. I uh, I had very little experience with reading a blueprint, mm-hmm. but I was determined. So uh, my wife and I we basically taught ourselves. I knew a little bit, but not in very not in detail, mm-hmm. uh, especially as far as plans building a new construction. Uh-huh. Uh, it, there's a lot of detailed things that you have to know. I didn't know that, but uh, so here I am, and I'm I'm uh, we're remodeling this house, and uh, the owner that I'm working for uh, brings in a friend of his that has been in business for over 40 years, mm-hmm. very successful. I mean, his name's all over wow. Houston, Texas. Right. And um, I remember this spirit of intimidation oh, wow. tried to come in at first mm-hmm. in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember standing there, and I said, you know what? It doesn't matter how old he is. It doesn't matter how long he's been in business. Because in, I, I'm not going to be ashamed, for one, where I am, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be embarrassed for where I am. Mm-hmm. Not like a bad place, but just – I was looking at all the, the things. He's older, 40 years. He's got all these trucks, and he's got this big business lot, and he's got all these things. You know, right. I started looking into that. But uh, I remember standing there, and as I started talking with him, um, I kept telling myself, I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. Come on. And I'm not going to try to act like I know what I don't know. Come on. Before you came, we were talking about that. Like, there's this, like, new little mantra, like, you know, fake it till you make it. Right. It's like, no, 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 no don't fake it no. Until, no. You, until you make it. No. Because then people treat you like you already Correct. have arrived, Correct. and you can't go back and say, I don't know what the crap I'm doing, the, right? No, you, 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 it, it leaves you no room for growth. Come on. Right. And it leaves right. you no room for grace. Right. And, and, and what I've learned in being in that is that people will respect the fact that I say I don't know versus I try to make up something. Come on. Because the reality of it is I don't know at the moment. Right, but I can oh, get it figured so out. So give me a few minutes, and I get it figured. And I had to. I did, now I had to learn that the hard way. But I remember just recently being in that situation, and it, and it worked out perfectly. Because the guy started talking to me, he started giving me some pointers, different things. And he looked at the end of it, he turns around, and he's like, "You're good. You're a smart, young man. You're gonna get along. You're gonna make a long way." Because I know for him, he was probably thinking that I was going to not be teachable or pliable uh-huh. because it was my contract. He had Would nothing to do with that's it. That's one of another key point is that you have to remain pliable. You have to remain pliable and teachable. You have to. You have to. You have to. It's a must, especially when you're. I mean, I'm only, I'm only 35. Mm-hmm. I've never been. I've never been in new construction at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when we started trucking. I had never done it before. I didn't have a blueprint. No one else had. Matter of fact, uh, the the way that I wanted to go was a lot harder than the way that God showed me how to do it. So that was another thing for me is making sure that I am doing the thing, doing the vision in which God showed me and not trying to venture off on someone else. So for us, we try to stay in our lane, not look to the right or to the left, and not base our, or not look at our success on what someone else did. But, but look at it as a way of saying, okay, there, there's another level for us to reach. Once you come to that place in your mind, how paintable is that next level? I, for for those of you that's listening, all this background <laughs> uh, going on, you have babies, you have people talking. This is a time of gathering, and so uh, we're doing the show right in the middle of it. What you're hearing is life and families interacting with each other, which we love. So go ahead. Well, I, for me, is uh, when I first stepped out, or Sharif and I first stepped out, and we did it, then, then the other levels didn't seem to be as hard 
as um, as it was when we first started. It was, and then not only that, but then we go back and and uh, watch um, our, our our look at where we are and and where we need to go. So setting goals and things like that. But anyways, when um, it's it's not as hard now. Mm-hmm. It's it's like uh, I said before this, and the Lord's teaching me this now. And God will bring correction, and when He brings correction, He'll bring direction, and He bring protection. So for us, it's um, assessing where we are and what's next. All right. So for the new business owner, the person maybe they're not even going to business; they just want to challenge themselves to go to the next level. What would you tell them to do first? Um. Hmm. The very first thing would be is to. Um, make a quality decision that you say that when I start, I'm going to put everything I have to in it, and I'm not going to go back. No matter how hard it seems, mm-hmm. no matter what anyone else says, no matter what you think about yourself, if you feel – because in the middle of it, you're going to feel like, what am I doing? Inadequate. Why am I inadequate? Uh-huh. I, I, I've stepped into something I shouldn't. And expect, this is the biggest thing, especially when you start having financial problems or – or, or things get tight financially, we say, or your money gets funny. Let me put it yeah, that way. Yeah, your money gets You know, funny. it doesn't um, – we learned something that faith is the original currency. So as long as you have faith and you keep the faith, and you have to understand that faith doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it does not quit. Mm-hmm. And as long as you make a quality decision, and in our house we do that, and that is settling the issue once and for all. Mm-hmm. So when we make up our minds to do something, mm-hmm. we decide that we're not going back. Come on. And that's what you have to do. You have to say, I'm going to go forward no matter how it looks, no matter how I feel, no matter what happens along the way. Right. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to take and learn what I need to learn. Right. And you taught us this. It's not mistakes. No. They're opportunity to learn. Right. It's, right. it's, it's opportunity for growth. Right. You know, and, and you, you shared this with me a couple of months ago that blessed my life, that uh, when, the, when your vision is big, mm-hmm. then you're always being trained. Oh, yeah. You're always oh. being uh, taught. You're mm-hmm. always in learning mode uh, yeah, until yeah. you reach that right, place. Right, right. So you just have to. And even when you reach that place, you still got more. You to have go. to learn how to sustain <laughs> that place. You have to learn how to maneuver that in that place yeah. and teach other people how, how to be able to operate at that place. Yes. Ma'am. So it's I I noticed that it just never it doesn't quit. No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't stop. I think one of the things that I I want to interject is that there are going to be many times that. Um, that you're going to feel like that you cannot make it. Right. There are going to be many times that you feel like that you cannot, uh, you can't go ahead. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you will want to quit. Mm-hmm. It's not the people that will encourage you. Something no. on the inside of you mm-hmm. has to lock into where you believe more than your circumstances yes. that there is a place called greater yes. that's for you. When you move, uh, I I uh, I think it was a, it was it was Bill Wilkinson who wrote, um, gosh, uh, the prayer to that. Okay. Yeah. He said, when you move your fence line, or when you move your boundaries, boundaries. Mm-hmm. he said you got to realize that now you are actually encroaching on territory Correct. that was the enemy. Correct. And he is not going to just go no. quietly into the night and say, oh, they're growing to do a greater work, and we're just going <laughs> to let that happen, and we're not going to bother. Right. We're just going to go and get us some other territory. Mm-hmm. No. It's like you're going to have to fight for every step to become the thing that you feel, the thing that you see. Yes. 
that that you want to that you want to go after. Mm-hmm. I was listening uh, to Oprah on last night, and uh, and and I would love to be able to talk to her because it's not a secret. It's really the whole secret. <laughs> like again, I'm not making fun or anything like that. But they kept talking about the secret. This is the secret. You know, the secret of knowing who you are and 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 knowing that you're able and and knowing that you can. You know, I'm like going, that's no secret. That's identity in, right. in Christ. Right. That's that's the movement of the Holy Spirit. And everything will fall in line. Well, when I know that I am of a royal priesthood, mm-hmm. when I know that I am a child of the yeah. king, then I'll begin to expect the things that are kingdom. You do not have to convince Prince Harry no. that he is of royal uh, lineage. You, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. You you don't. You don't have to convince uh, them that you know um, you're you're you you may possibly be you know king or or, or whatever it may be Harry. But um, you know you don't have. To, they know. So once you know and you know you're entitled to more or greater than where you're living, and then you cannot be afraid if a lot of people don't go with you. Sure. You you yes. have to. You have to be um, you have to be all right with going to, to next level by yourself. I, I struggled I struggled with that uh, for years because I felt like uh, I couldn't do it without my family. I felt like I couldn't take the next step. I felt like I couldn't do business without them. And there were some strengths that they had that I didn't have, and we worked good together. But I I had to learn that um, I had to go by myself. In, in some journeys and in sometimes going to the next level is going by yourself. And they just couldn't understand why I wanted to make the step that I, that I wanted to make. Yeah. Uh, but I realized that I had been too comfortable too long. Right. And, and where they are, where your friends are, your mom and dad, not maybe, that's not a bad place. Not that's bad their place. place. That's their place. But right. when you can see yes. that there's something greater that's calling you, you cannot be intimidated. No. You cannot be afraid. You cannot, you can't. You have to take those leaps. It is going to be scary. It is going to be hard, but that you can do it. First place is getting it in your head and in your heart that you can do this, that you're made for this. I'll never forget, I remember standing in the middle, I was doing like this um, big uh, worship session at Rice University in their football stadium. And I mean, like all types of artists are down, and we were expecting uh, about 42,000 people to show up. And uh, I remember when they were laying down, and I say my floor, because they were working for me, like a staff of about 500 to try to pull this off. And and I remember standing out there. Now, it didn't go off exactly like how I wanted it to go off, but I'm going to tell you what, it, it went off. But while I was standing out there, in um, while I was standing out there in that field, it was uh, I remember having that sense of I'm made for this. Wow. I'm made for this. Mm-hmm. You'll have places where you'll show up and you'll enter into certain rooms where you might not ha- be qualified at that mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. but you'll identify with the setting yes. and you'll know. You know what? I'm made for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be that. I'm not hoping. I'm not even waiting on someone to give me permission. I am made for this. Once you have a I'm made for this moment in your life, you will run hard after it. Mm-hmm. But you got to get out and try some things mm-hmm. and fail in some places. Yeah. 
fall and get up like Donnie Kirk, 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 McCurk says. We fall down, but we get up. You got to have those experiences. I hate to tell you, it is not, you're not going to get it when the game goes the distance without failure. Failure is a part of success. Mm-hmm. But if, you ne- if you're too afraid to fail, mm-hmm. you'll never, ever be I able to be the yeah. person that will show up at the next place. Hey, look, guys, we're about getting ready to close out. We're at the end of our show. I want to thank Sharif and David for being a part of it today. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in on today. I want to challenge you to go the distance. Show up in a new place in 2019, a place that you never thought that you ever could have, the place that you only dreamed about, and do big things. The world is waiting. And for those of you, kingdom is waiting. God is waiting to show himself strong for your life. All right? So, Princess, giving you a quick shout-out. We're heading out right now. Uh, Catch you next week, same time, same channel. You've been listening to Refresh.